Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you weekdays, Monday to Friday, 10am at UK time. Very happy this morning to be joined by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. It's, a, it's another week in it, another start of the week. But this week seems a bit uh, not as not as hot, let's just say, it, than, than last week. It was almost like all of July and August summer was kind of packed into one week. It was it was horrible, almost horrible anyway. It was very, very hot, but t- today seems a bit better. I mean, I mean, I say better, it's, it's a bit gloomy where I am, just a little bit cooler. But yeah, it's just another week and I'm excited that Premier League is going to be back at, at the end of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm desperate for the club football to return. That said, we've got a very difficult game to away at Everton, a game that we historically don't do very well in. So hopefully it's a banana skin that we can uh, remove um, with a green shell. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but uh, let's move away from Mario and talk more about uh, what Arsenal's players do. I was thinking quickly, do we have any Marios in the team? But we don't. I couldn't think of a segue quick enough. Um, but, uh, you know, from an Italian to a Norwegian, uh, Martin Odegaard looks potentially like he might be signing a brand new deal. It's my understanding that talks are progressing very, very well. I reported that uh, yesterday afternoon. I reported back in May that those talks have begun well. Um, and that those are continuing to progress. People might say, well, it's been May- since May. Why hasn't it been agreed yet? These things do take time. Players like to focus on their, their football and breaks when necessary. And then when the opportunity arises, there's like, you know, crunch moments. And, and I think with a player like Odegaard, the club have had no worries about acting swiftly. They know that it's going to be you know, very good. They know it's going to be fine. Um, and certainly the player is very happy. The club are very happy with him. And there's suggestions, if you're not, I've not heard this personally, but I know there's been suggestions that he could be earning as much uh, with the new deal as, as our highest earners like Bakaya Saka. Um, do you think he's worthy of, of being amongst our, if not our top earner? Yeah, I think, to be fair, I think Odegaard and Saka probably should be on the same amount of money because I, I personally... It, I find it so difficult to distinguish who's the better player out of the two. I just think that they're probably our top two players. They're they just they're just fantastic, and so is Odegaard. He he is so classy. The fact that he's our captain as well, such a young age, he's still got such a long kind of way ahead of him. As as you just mentioned, it doesn't seem like he wants to leave Arsenal. He just seems like an Arsenal man, and he could be here for a long, long time. So I think it's fantastic that we're actually getting a contract extension kind of underway and hopefully sealed pretty soon. Obviously, you mentioned that it had been going, these talks had been going on for a little while, but even so, as you mentioned, these things take time. I mean, Saka's took time. It seemed like, and Saliba's, it seemed like that was going to happen a while ago. Uh, Obviously, it, it did happen a little while ago, but, you know, I'm trying to say they started quite a while ago. These things took time. And I think the fact that we've been able to, I think in the past season, we've been we've managed to get Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel, Bakayo Saka, Ramsdale, Saliba, and hopefully Odegaard. I don't think I missed anyone there, if I have mentioned it. But I think that that is fantastic that we've been able to get that. I mean, these lot almost seem like the core of our team. They always seem to be on that kind of in that starting lineup. Um, and I think it's fantastic to kind of get a core team almost ready for the next however many years, five years or so. And especially the quality that they have as well. The, uh, the fact that we've kind of tied down this 
amount of quality for, as I just mentioned, five years or how, however long. It's it's fantastic from Edu. It's fantastic from Arteta. From the club, to be fair, we know how good every single one of these players are. We know how good every single one of these players have been, especially last season. And to be fair, that pretty much the start of this season as well. We know that what they can do. I'm sure that they'll want to push Arsenal even further. And I know that Odegaard certainly will be in our captain. They know that they could win this Premier League. They know that they can push as far as they can to get as far as they can in the Champions League. We, I think that we could actually get pretty far in that. And I'm sure that they know that we could as well. And uh, I think with this another contract extension, it adds a bit of, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of consistency. It, it's kind of concrete, the fact stability. stability. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it adds stability to, to the team, to, to the player as well, because he might be thinking, oh, my, my contract's running out pretty soon. Uh, I might need to look somewhere else. Does the club want me? I'm sure that he knew all the time that the club did. But as I said, and as what you mentioned and helped me out there, it does add stability and it adds stability with everyone else. And I'm sure we'll kind of add a bit of, it adds more kind of morale and a sense of team to the squad, if you know what I'm trying to say. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any other word apart from a fantastic, the fact that we're getting, hopefully going to get this over the line pretty soon. And I, yeah, I, as uh, I said just at the start there, I think he deserved to be up there with Bukayo Saka. I don't think that there's may, maybe Saliba, but he he's obviously still young. He's still got uh, probably still a lot to learn, to, even though he's still as good as he is. But yeah, Odegaard and Saka, I think that they are, they deserve to be the highest earners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that always, I mean, he's the club captain, you know, as well. You, you always expect to see a club captain of that age be amongst those top earners. He certainly deserved it. I remember when he joined the doubt that was around him, you know, you've had that loan spell. I think he got a couple of goals. I'm not sure he even got an assist, you know, during that loan spell. It might have been one or two. But the way in which Arteta has transformed him into a world-class talent now is is brilliant. And those doubters have certainly, you know, been quietened, uh, in some cases, completely eradicated by his form, which is great to see. And I always felt, you know, Ozil that was moved on by Arteta, we evolved on from him. Odegaard was always, for me, going to be the right type of player. He's full of energy, presses. He's so demanding of his teammates. He is, for me, a, a modern-day captain. So, yeah, really exciting times with a player like uh, Odegaard leading uh, the forefront of this side and, and certainly has been part of the rise of this Arsenal team back into the Champions League and back into challenging for titles and top honours as well. Um, obviously, in terms of contracts terminations, Pepe has seen his deal uh, mutually agreed to be ended. Now, there's been a lot of kind of um, conflicted reports of this because hmm. there were reports in France suggesting that Arsenal were going to get a fee uh, for Pepe between two and three million uh, for the player. Arsenal have confirmed that the contract has been terminated. That's not to say that there's there's not been an agreement, you know, that, that in place and that, you know, to get that fee, it was part of it. I honestly don't know uh, the reality of that situation. I've not been able to find out the reality of of whether there has been any fee or Arsenal have received in this or whether Arsenal have financially benefited from this move from Arsenal to Trabzonspor despite there being a termination. What we do know is, is obviously with that termination, that hopefully means that a significant saving will be made on the wages that would have been paid to Pepe 
you know, around seven plus million quid was what we were expected to play. Hopefully we'll be saving a significant amount on that, depending on what the agreement was. Um, but what do you make of Arsenal's decision to, to yet again, in another window, come to an agreement over a contract termination? It's, I mean, it's a bit weird because, as you mentioned, the there it did seem like that there was going to be a fee with, uh, with the club that it was going to be two, two to three million, as you just mentioned. And we spoke about it on a different show. We spoke about the fact that oh, it's it's actually good that we've managed to get some sort of fee for Pepe, as you just mentioned. There might still be some sort of fee, but it does seem weird that it's just all of a sudden come out saying that there's a it, it's been terminated. Um, if it is just a term, if it is just a termination, it's it's obviously a shame that we haven't been able to get a fee. If that is the case, um, because after paying such a hefty fee for him and kind of not living up to the expectations, and then all of a sudden it's been terminated. But obviously, you would expect if we are to terminate a contract that we would get some sort of financial benefit out of it. Uh, possibly in the long run, you would hope that there's something that there's a reason why we've done it because obviously there there was the the kind of discussion whether we should keep Pepe at the club, whether we should kind of keep paying his wages. Obviously, uh, Edu, the club, uh, Arteta have come to an agreement saying that no, yeah, we we're not going to continue paying them, and of course come to come to a mutual agreement as you just mentioned, but. Yeah, it is a bit, uh, I, I say disappointed, it's a bit unfortunate that we haven't been able to get a fee if it is just a termination because because of the expectation that he didn't live up to, the the fact that we paid £72 million or however much it was. The, this, this kind of transfer was talked about so much, about how much he was a flop and I don't disagree the fact that he was... Uh, a bit underwhelming, um, albeit there, there's still kind of stats coming out saying that uh, Pepe at Arsenal, he's had better stats than Anthony and San- Sancho com- combined at Man U. Not exactly hard. No, it's not. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is it's like he gets more stick than what Sancho... Yeah, of course. That I would agree with, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's... There, there's obviously uh, an argument to have there, but yeah, he's not. He's obviously w- wasn't living up to the expectations that I think everyone had. He did fantastic in league and, and uh, to be fair, I was expecting him to do a bit better at Nice. I think he did have an injury when he went on loan uh, last Most season. The second half of the season, yeah. But uh, even so, I was expecting him to do a bit better, kind of returning to league and with the, um, with the kind of experience that he had in that league and how well he did at Lille. So I was expecting a little bit more, albeit he did have that injury that you just mentioned. But yeah, I was expecting to hopefully see that his his price would kind of dry, be kind of driven up a little bit and then we were able to sell him on and we wouldn't have to terminate his contract. But obviously that isn't the case we have had to. But um it's a bit of a shame, I think. Um, there were times where Pepe did do quite well for Arsenal. I know that that didn't happen too much, but there were, I think, it, who was it against? It wasn't against Frankfurt. It was against someone in the Europa League where he scored two free kicks and one of them was in like, the like, 90th minute. And he just... Victoria, that's who it was. Yeah, there you go. 
And that he did produce moments like that every so often. So it is a shame that he wasn't able to kind of keep that up and etc. Uh, etc. Et but I, I think it was uh, at the end of one of the seasons where he where he ended up contributing to quite a few goals towards the end of the season. I think it might have been when we was it the I think it might have been the the season where we won the FA Cup or the season after one or the other. Even so, there there were points where you're like, oh. He could actually be an okay player for Arsenal, and unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And we have obviously come to a mutual agreement to terminate the contract. But I guess it is what it is. We have to move on at some point. Uh, it just happens that it is now that we that we are moving on. And I think now that we can, now that he's moved on, we can just kind of forget about it. We don't need to worry about keeping his wages on the on our on our bill and that money that we're that we're hopefully saving uh, in the long term can go towards something else, uh, something for the future, uh, more transfers, other wages. Possibly now that we've terminated this contract, his wages could go towards uh, Odegaard's. There's going to be positives coming out of it, albeit the fact that we have, that it's possible, it's possibly a negative that we're not getting a fee if that is the case, as we, as we just mentioned. So there, there are positives to come out of it at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that he, I hope he succeeds at Trabzonspor. I hope he has a really good season. I want him to kind of, you know, to the best of his ability, get back to some of the form that we saw at Lille. Uh, it's going to be difficult. But, uh, you know, I'm only going to wish the best of those players that leave if they're not moving to the likes of Manchester United, etc. <laughs> so, yeah, for, you know, Pepe, I hope he has a really good season. In Turkey, um, Obviously, we've had uh, an international break whereby some players have done quite well, some players haven't. Gabriel had a fantastic game for Brazil last week. There was a bit of an injury scare. It looks like he's okay, though. He did train for Brazil, so that's fine. Um, Kai Havertz didn't have the best of games for Germany as they lost 4-1 to Japan, in which Tomiyasu had an unbelievably good performance. Fantastic tackling, timing of his run, timing of his passing, the execution of his passing. His speed in recovery and defending was really good. And, you know, it obviously led to, in the end, with the result, Hansi Flick also losing his job as the head coach of the German national side less than, you know, a year away from uh, the Euros in 2024 taking place. So, in Germany, of course. So, it's, it's very up a lot of upheaval there in Germany regarding their football and what's going to happen. So, uh, probably most likely that someone like Julian Nagelsmann will, will take over. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, certainly... Uh, Tommy Asu has shone, as has Gabriel. Saka hit the bar for England as Zinchenko scored for Ukraine uh, in that game. Jakub Kivior scored, but then was ruled out for offside in Poland's defeat to Albania. Played at left-back throughout that game as well. So lots is going on. Has anything really stood out for you over this international break? I think, it, it, I think to be fair, Tommy Asu is the talking point. The fact that he has done so well. Um, I've, I've got some stats here. From uh, I think it was yeah it's now now AFC on Instagram he did he did a kind of uh, stat reveal of what uh, Tomiyasu kind of produced so ninety minutes played sixty touches forty two passes completed seven recoveries six long balls six clearances five passes into the final third three interceptions two duels one and one goal saving block I think it's fantastic that he's been able to do that against. Germany. I know that they're not the team that they used to be, but they're still a good team. And I think uh, I think we just need to give him credit because there's always the debate between whether we should play Tomiyasu, whether we should play uh, Zinchenko, obviously now that Timbers had his injury. So there's that debate there, who should start. 
what they kind of offer the team. And I think Tommy Asu probably, he's shown it there. He's probably a better defender than what Zinchenko is. But obviously Zinchenko offers more of a goal threat as he scored against uh, England. Um, he kind of, he's, he's a bit more, let's say, silky on the ball and uh, and provides more kind of like a, a range of passes. But Tommy Asu, I think the, the structure that, Arteta's possibly trying to fit the the team into it. It almost seems like Tomiyasu is kind of fit for that kind of position in in that left back uh, in that left back role. Um, I think it is good that we have a variation between Zinchenko and Tomiyasu. I think that is very good that we can start to, uh, Zinchenko like we did against Manu, and then we bring on Tomiyasu. It adds something different, and I think that it would be good to. To, to do that the other way around. It'd be good to start Tomiyasu and bring Zinchenko on, which we did uh, against Fulham, uh, which we did against Palace as well. I don't think Tomiyasu stayed on where... Oh, I say he didn't stay on. He got a red card. Sorry, my, my bad. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's good that we can kind of... that They offer something different in both areas, in both kind of fields of the pitch. But I, I'm glad that he's done very well. Hopefully, he can keep that form up if he stays in the Arsenal uh, starting lineup. Um, obviously, that will we'll will, will see uh, against Everton at Goodison Park. If he's performing like that against Germany, I uh, I think he has every right to start for Arsenal in in what we might need to be possibly better defensively because uh, obviously we know how difficult it is at uh, Goodison Park. We know how, how much of a bad record we have against them at Everton there. So possibly we might need to be a bit better defensively. And as I just mentioned, I do I personally think that Tomiyasu is a better defender than what Zinchenko is. Zinchenko obviously he plays for he plays in a kind of defensive midfield role for Ukraine and when he's an inverted fullback for Arsenal, he put he kind of pushes into that position as well. Whereas Tomiyasu, he's played at centre back, he's played at right back, he's played at left back. He's got that um, kind of variation along the along the back line, and that might be very handy for Arsenal uh, going forward. And obviously, especially uh, against Everton, which we might need. And if he's playing like that, I I, I think that personally, I would I, I actually want to start him now. Yeah, I think that there is a lot to be said about performances at the international level, what that means going forwards for players. I think Tommy Ash's display against is against Germany was was so good that it makes me think that where Kivior's being used at left back, you know, maybe Tommy Asu can be seen more as as Gabriel's cover um, and the guy that would come in if if Gabriel's not there because he he is just so two fitted. He's got such speed as well. People I think underestimate and underrate Tommy Asu's speed. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about uh, Fabio Vieira and what he's done at the start of the season, whether he deserves a chance in the team as well. And Zinchenko playing in midfield for Ukraine, you know, I know he's played there a long time, but getting a goal, looking so impactful if we ever wanted to go with another left back you know Zinchenko and use you know say with Partey out you wanted to go with Zinchenko in a left eight you know maybe that's something Arsenal could look to do that might be something interesting to consider in one of the cup games to do a bit of experimentation but lots to happen still there's still games to be played of course over the international front I think uh, Brazil play England obviously are playing another game against Scotland um, hopefully we see Eddie Nketiah get a chance in an England shirt that'd be great to see and give us a talking point as well. So hopefully he makes his England debut against Scotland, who have done very well, by the way, Scotland in their Euro qualification group. They are currently 
top of theirs, uh, despite having Spain uh, in their group. So, yeah, doing very well indeed and looking like they're going to qualify along with Kieran Tierney for the uh, for the Euros, which is great. Um, but, yeah, we're going to round the show off there. Charlie, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, as always. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching and, uh, of course, listening. Absolutely. Thanks to everyone in the chat box. Very much appreciate you tuning in. If you've got any thoughts on anything that we've discussed today, let us know with your comments in the comment section uh, below on the YouTube side of things. And thank you for those that continue to support the channel as we make our way to 100,000 subs. We are halfway to 94K from 93, 93.5. So keep us on our way forwards, subscribing, liking the videos, all that lovely stuff. We'll see you again very soon. Have a fantastic day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be here.